Welcome. What are you what are you doing? You look like Darth Sidious. No, they call me Bill Belichick. I'm ready for the game. Yeah, you look like that too. Are you dying or something? Or no, bro, like... it's my lazy day. <laughs> Dude, I That's have the a... day off. Yeah, I got a I had a brutal last three days of work and then I got a brutal next week of work. It's terrible. They uh they finally made you do real work. Yeah. Stupid. They just revoked your CEO privileges. Yeah, just for now, until I get back to my site, and then I'm in charge again. That's good. That's good. Well, um uh, it's album time. Dude, there were so many albums. Dude, it's gonna be a fun two weeks. Um <laughs> But I don't know why anytime we, we make a schedule, we just jinx the universe <laughs> into changing everything. Like literally everything changes. We're like, oh, oh we'll do Ahsoka this week. And then we're going to do Polo G <laughs> since that's dropping. And then Drake's going to drop in a week. So we'll do that next. No, everybody's not releasing their albums anymore, apparently. <laughs> Polo G's coming out in New Year's. Drake's coming out on October 6th. And... We're not caught up on Ahsoka. That's more of a that's more of the stipulation that we said. Where it's just, uh, or we just decide to change the schedule because yeah, exactly. we're going to do all of that once all the episodes come out, which will be in a couple weeks. Right. So exciting stuff, though. Yes, yes, I am indeed yeah. excited. Did you listen to any singles this week, or just the albums? Uh I did listen to, oh, yeah, I, I actually got, because I have a couple downloaded that I liked. Um, yeah, I, I should have a couple. Oh, cool. Well, uh, maybe we'll do that. Um, this week's episode, we got Olivia Rodrigo's last project, latest project, uh, Human Innards. Oh, sorry, it's called Guts, not yeah. Human Innards. Um, <laughs> that's what guts are. Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say about that. Like, okay. Um, yeah, Just, you know, we'll talk about that, I guess. Uh, and then Dan and Shay, bigger houses. That's uh, that's what we got on the docket for this week. Yes, sir. Um, well, I'll start us off with the second worst song. <laughs> oh, no, no, third worst. It, um, I keep thinking of more bad songs. It's in the top five worst songs that's come out this year. Oh, no. Uh, and that's Bops Going Brazy <laughs> by Tyga. <laughs> you didn't um, like that one. No, it's so bad. It's so bad. And it's so annoying. Like yeah. I like we talked last week about Joyner's track 17, mm -hmm. which he did over Mac Miller's beat. Um Tyga decided to and I mean this is not like a new song. Like everybody's heard this song on social media for right. months now. He just finally released the whole version of it. But like he released not even like it, it's it samples the exact beat as ice ice baby which right. lost a lawsuit to queen and david bowie because it ripped off the under pressure beat <laughs> and 
so Tyga decided, oh, what's a good idea? Let me rip <laughs> off the beat again. Like, let me steal the beat again a third time. All right. Um, and it's one thing to like sample a beat uh, in even an iconic beat and then do something cool with it, something that's very in your lane. But right. no, Tyga just basically did exactly what Vanilla Ice did, but just with different lyrics, like yeah. same flows, same vocal inflections. Um, and yeah. I think Tyga's got a very unique voice uh, in hip hop and a voice that I think is very cool. Right. But the dude's just got to do something cool with it for once. Like he's got to stop just putting out boogers and covering unnecessary beat samples and make a good original song. Yeah. Both the uh the album cover art and parts of it sounded like it came straight out of Kids Bop. Yeah, yeah, it's got that cover art for sure. Yeah. Um yeah, not very good. I did I did see that he's got like a new album coming out though or something. Oh it looked like on his page. Yeah, hit me when you leave the club, the playlist. Mm. Uh Tyga and YG are dropping that album in a couple weeks actually on the 29th it looks like but oh cool that song's not on it so well that's there's good. hope yet yeah <laughs> there is hope yet um yeah. yeah what's what's uh what's the song you got on the on the oh, docket to talk one about? that made me not excited for mr drake once again slime you out with SZA. um no Scissors verse, yeah, verse was cool. Like, I wasn't huge on her last project. Um, yeah, it just wasn't my kind of music. Uh, there were a couple songs that were that were really good, but then others that I fell felt like fell short. Um, I felt like this song. She, I think she had the best verse. Um. I like Drake's vocals were good. I'll I'll give him that. Like it was cool, but like lyrically, like whatever. I like I don't know if he thinks that's one of the best songs on the album. So it's like, hey, here's a little teaser, or if it's like just one that he just kind of picked and like wanted to kind of clickbait with SZA because this is their first ever collab together. Um, so whatever it may be. I, I guarantee you he got clicks galore so it worked oh yeah so. for sure yeah <laughs> i uh i liked it a lot more than you did actually oh, okay i thought it was i thought it was very good um just because i do think drake's vocals are very good on it um there are a couple things that i like do have to critique about it and which you touched on i think SZA carries the track 100 percent um i also think that drake still um hasn't qu- quite brought the same level of energy to a lot of his tracks that I think that I know he's capable of mm. um but that being said I think vocally at least in terms of his vocal effort on this track I think was one of the best I've heard him in a while uh right. and kind of like another one recently was on Parade on Cleveland I think yeah. uh he had great vocals on from Young Thug's last project and this was kind of ironically very weirdly similar even down to like the nickelodeon slime bars yeah like i thought that was so weird like he basically keeps almost the same 
vocal style and same lyrical subject matter right which was weird to me that like not even like that it's two different songs like at different points in his career like back-to-back songs almost from him <laughs> which i thought was odd um yeah but i do think this song kind of sounded like he was just trying to be SZA. like it's very <laughs> SZA like flows from him SZA like yeah. vocals from him um which like i think he does pretty well on it it's i, I agree with you i don't think it's very great music lyrically Right. Um, but I just think from a vocal standpoint, it's better than what I've heard from him. And uh, I guess just to kind of wrap up my thoughts on it, I think what it did for me was give me more hope for this album than mm. for his last three. That's that's fair. And I, I can agree with that. I think the reason why it uh, gives me a little bit of worry is because SZA is the one that outshined him on one of the tracks off of his like it's an upcoming album and for that to happen i don't know i just feel like if you're gonna put out like a single off of your album you should probably have the best verse um yeah you one would one would think right but i mean like i'm not i'm not even saying that it's trash um and i mean if if says i don't I don't know who's on this album. Do we know like a full list of the people? I'm I don't. I don't think we've gotten a track list yet as of recording this podcast. Okay, you know? so so like we we don't know who's on it. So I mean, in the feature aspect, that gives me hope because he's reaching out to somebody like SZA, where earlier, um, I want to say like a month ago or so, we were saying how we're we were hoping that Drake would come out with different people instead of just the same couple artists so so in that standpoint it's it's cool to see um it it was mm-hmm. a good collaboration like without saying anything else like it sounded good with both of them together on it um yeah i just would have liked drake to do better on his own song than the person he asked to yeah have. so yeah, I'll agree with that. I think I think it sounds like a SZA song featuring a lot of Drake instead of yeah. vice versa. I, right. I'll agree with that. But on, like on another last point, um, I would like to see them do something more, like, uh, like two, three singles later on in the future. Like, I I think they they work very well together. So, yeah, for sure, for sure. Um kind of a an interesting artist that i've been listening to more because they keep hitting me with just enough good stuff that i'm impressed (laughs) um that i know like isn't you know a top tier artist right now but like i said just kind of keeps impressing me yeah um with what they put out the last few months Mm -hmm. uh is charlie on a friday's undefeated song Mm, um yeah it's it's some kind of I want to say like arena rock hip hop kind of stuff. Like yeah. just, it, it feels like a big scale song for an artist that has been making kind of more, I don't know, songs that you'd like play in your car with your friends right. level of music. So this feels like a little more stadium, like, like at a concert kind of thing. Um, lots of like sports references and, and all that kind of stuff. Um but I thought it was really good. I, I think he impresses me with his vocals pretty consistently. I do feel like he's kind of a rip off of a couple artists that are his big influences that it sounds like from the Kid Leroy to Juice World and mm-hmm. Ian Dior and all those characters. But 
with, you know, those artists kind of continually letting me down, it feels like with a lot of their songs. <laughs> and the kid Leroy, like teasing this album that he's been teasing for like a year and a half now, yeah. <laughs> still not putting anything out. Right. Like, I'll take what I can get at this point. And the fact right. that he's like still putting out stuff that I think is pretty impressive is, is cool. So yeah, I, I, a song I enjoyed for sure. Yeah. So I, I actually didn't enjoy it as much as you. Um, I thought it was cool. Like it was a cool song to listen to. I'm not, I'm not bashing on it or anything like that. Um, I downloaded, I want to say the last two songs he put out. I don't know if there was any in-betweens, but enough and I'm not crazy. Um, I believe those were the last two that he put out, but I, those ones are a lot better to me. Um, yeah, I, I agree with the fact that his vocals are that good. Um, I think he sounds very, very good. Um, yeah, it, it wasn't a bad song. It was, it was enjoyable. Sure. Um, yeah, but yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, my last song that I'll I'll shout out here uh, before I let you jump into any more that you have for new music. Um, Scarlet by Doja Cat comes out in a couple weeks. Yeah. She dropped the outro track to that uh, album called mm-hmm. Balut. Balut. I don't know how to say it. Yeah. I it hope she was like trying to spell word. Ballot. Yeah, I hope not. I would I would assume not. Yeah, because anyways. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um it's good. I like it. I, yeah. I don't think it's her best song. Uh it's much better than the other three I've heard so far on this project. Um I honestly have like a lot of a lot of respect for the song. I think vocally in terms of her flows, it's very unique um from the mainstream, but I think she does it very well. Um, it's a lot more up what I feel like her avenue is and mm-hmm. what she does really well, which is what I've been hoping for. So it gives me more hope for the project hearing that. Like I said, I don't think it's her best song by any right. stretch, but it's uh, it's for sure the best one so far. And uh, I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. So, yeah, I agree. Um, knowing that it's the outro now, because I didn't know that before, I'll give it a little bit of a pass because. I didn't like, I, I do agree. I think it's the best one that she's put out for the project. Um, and of lately, to be honest. Um, but I didn't like the lack of energy knowing it's an outro. I like, I, I, I don't mind more of a relaxed kind of feel like you're closing out an album, like whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think it was unique. Um, yeah, just piggybacking off of what you said. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, any more that you got that you want to talk about from new music this week? Yeah, I'll I'll do a quick three. So, fan from Offset wasn't very good. It was it had its moments, <laughs> but then it also didn't have its moments. So, like, yeah, it's like a 50-50 song. It's whatever. Um, moments by Diddy and Justin Bieber. I didn't even get to Diddy's part. I hated it. Um, and then the song. Oh, do I have four? Well, whatever the song with uh Rod Wave and Twenty One Savage. Yes, yeah. that it was mid. 
<laughs> and I was expecting a lot more because earlier I saw this video. Um, it was Rod Wave doing an interview, and they were kind of like asking, "Oh, like, what can we expect? Like, who do you got on it?" And he was like, "Well, I got one with twenty one," and then they were like, "Is it hype?" He's like, "Yeah, that shit goes crazy," <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay, like, let's go." And yeah, it, it didn't go crazy. Yeah, no, it was it was pretty bad. Um, all right. But then this last one, Denzel Curry with Sked. I think that's how they called it. What they called it, Sked. S K. Yeah, with yeah, with Kenny Mason. Yeah, solid song. Super, super good. I I enjoyed it a lot. I think I Denzel Curry's like I'm not gonna say one of my favorite artists, but whenever he drops, like I look forward to it. I think he puts out right. great quality quality of music. I think the lyrics are there. I think he has really really good flows i I really have a a good respect for denzel and this was a solid song yeah i think i think it's a a solid addition to what he's been putting out i think i mean i don't really follow his music too closely like kind of like you when he drops i'll I'll listen to it but i'm not like you know researching when his release dates are and that kind of stuff but just based on the last couple singles both having the same stylistic album cover Mm -hmm. i mean Looks like something may be coming soon from him. Um, yeah. And based on the first two, like, I think it's, you know, I'm, I'm optimistic for it for sure, right. for dropping one of the better hip hop projects of last year as well. So, yeah. But yeah. So those are the songs I got. Cool. Well, um, we had quite an interesting discussion over the weekend. <laughs> um, for <laughs> listeners that like kind of, tune in and think that we just have the exact same music taste and kind of just you know (laughs) agree more or less on everything uh Jaden and I do not (laughs) see eye to eye on a couple of songs that we have both been uh talking about so far this weekend um so you had told me that uh self-love by Coyle Ray was a top five song for you this year so far yeah, and, and be like before because we're gonna get into like kind of what we've been coming back to, right? Like that's that's where we're at. Um sure. I have just so everyone knows, I haven't really listened to a particular song multiple times. Just because I've been working, like and because this new site is busy, I don't have time to like whatever. Like I have to listen to everything. Yeah. I'm, ju- I'm just <laughs> listening to music. So yeah, so self-love happened to come on, and so I, I immediately texted you. Bro, yeah. why is this song absolutely amazing? It's definitely <laughs> top five for me this year. And you're like, you're drunk. Yeah, I was like, you're crazy. That song's pretty mid. Um, mostly being a little over dramatic, but but <laughs> carrying the sentiment that I do think it's quite a bit overrated among the community of listeners that it has. I do think yeah. it's a very good Coyle Ray song. Um mm something very different than what I'm familiar with her putting out as an artist that I don't really follow that closely. Right. Um, but I do think it has its highs, but generally I said it was pretty overrated. And then I sent you a song that I've been listening to a ton this week that I was going to shout out anyways, from a female artist that I think is significantly underrated despite mm-hmm. having some big collabs and, and some very successful projects. Um, so anyways all that being said that the song that i was listening to and sent to you is the song guilty conscience by 070 shake um who 
I don't know if she still is, but she was on Kanye and Pusha T's label mm-hmm. at one point, and then she was on a couple tracks off of the Yay project that Kanye dropped. Um, anyways, I got put onto this artist a couple years ago now, um, and have enjoyed a lot of her releases. Um, Guilty Conscience is one of the first that I heard from her, mm-hmm. and it's I really enjoy the song. I think the production is is excellent it's very unique in terms of what you hear in mainstream pop um and i guess it's not really mainstream because you don't really hear this artist like all over social media or right. the radio or whatever um but yeah i i really think the uh the narrative of the song is is very interesting kind of like writing from this perspective of like feeling really bad that like you're cheating on someone mm-hmm. um and then catching said person that you're cheating on, cheating on you. Mm-hmm. And then like saying, like, it's kind of like mutual, like, I don't know, the two evils kind of cancel each other out. And like, I don't really feel bad anymore kind of thing. Yeah. Anyways, it's a, it's not a great message, but it's a very <laughs> interesting story to tell. I think, um, right. I think vocally she's very unique. Um, I, I think a lot of what we hear uh, pop wise especially from uh, like social media and, and on the radio and whatever it's it's all very similar and I'm sure we're actually at least I'll have a lot to say about that in a little bit when we get into our reviews here but uh, 070 Shake I really like a lot because she's doing something very unique mm-hmm. bringing a different sound to you know pop uh, female vocals and production than what her peers are doing at this point um so anyways i really like the song you you had a different take you said it was it was all right but that you thought self-love was much better yeah so and and i mean we we discussed this basically what i came down to was um i'm somebody who growing up listening to music was always about the the crazy punchlines um, where I'm, I'm taken aback and I have to sit down for like a good week and actually think about what I just listened to, <laughs> yeah. um, fast flows, uh, I, like basically old school rap to like 2010s or so. Um, yeah. and so now I'm at a place where, yeah, I, that's still probably my number one favorite genre, but I do like a good song where it can be super simple, um, good quality in production and vocals um, to where I can just kind of like relax. It doesn't have to have a message. It can have a message. I don't really care. But that happens to be self-love. And yes, I we brought this up. I did say that I hated this song off bat when it first came <laughs> out. <laughs> And yeah. and then the movie came out and it I got more respect from it. I'm at a point now where I listen to it enough to where I just vibe to the song. Like it just is yeah. what it is. I just really love the song. And so that's what it is for me. Um I just I like the simplicity of it. Um it's it's catchy to me and I can hear it clearly. Like there's probably like a, a couple lines where it's like, okay, well, what do you say right there? A couple words. But then when I listen yeah. to what is it called? Guilty conscience. Yeah. Guilty conscience. So when I listen to that, I could not understand anything <laughs> unless I read along and I was like, this is crazy. Cause I, there would be times where like, I'll like read along to a song and then 
I can look away and I can kind of start hearing the words. I would do that and nothing. It's just mumble to me. Like I have no idea what's <laughs> going on. I'm like, holy yeah. crap. Um, but like production is, is incredible. Um, and I do like what they did with the vocals, um, the different filters that they put on. And then just the natural vocal itself is, is stunning. So that's what yeah. I kind of came to. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, and, and we'll, uh, I guess the best place to end it is just agreeing to disagree because <laughs> yeah. I think we both see each other's point and uh, you, I mean, for me, you said guilt or not guilty conscience. Self-love was top five song of the year for you. Right. To me, it's not even a top five song on Across the Spider-Verse, yeah. <laughs> the album. Um, and for you, you know, guilty conscience may not be totally your cup of tea for me. Right. I think it's a, a, a great song, but yeah. Uh, uh, point being, might, we might uh, have to drop a poll. I think that I think that's what yeah. it has to be. We'll drop a poll. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll throw one up on social media uh, <laughs> with a little bit of um, context, I guess. But yeah, um, point being, I guess music's subjective, and uh, yep. you know we don't always have to agree with everybody. You have so. no idea how happy I was that we finally disagreed. It's been so long. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's probably why we're such such good friends that we uh we have a lot of the same takes but yeah. it's uh it's healthy to have uh, a little <laughs> a little difference every once in a while so right um i'll jump into a song that i know we both have been jamming along to and vibing a lot with mm. uh, uh that we both like a lot from this year that i've been listening to a ton lately uh a song that we reviewed fairly recently uh and that's another celebration at the end of the world by mammoth I have been coming back to this song constantly over the last couple of weeks, whether that's in the gym or just driving around or just hanging out. I think it's so multifaceted. I think it's, uh, it just gets me in a great pumped up mood. Um, very impressive. Like I, there's just not that classic rock in the mainstream from newer artists to mm -hmm. me today that I hear frequently at least. Um, and that's one of the things I loved about it. It takes me back to, you know, listening to older Van Halen or other artists of that era. Yeah. Uh, I just hear a lot of those influences. I think he kills it. Um, so that's the second song that I wanted to shout out. The last uh, one, again, very diverse from the first two, uh, but a song that I've been listening to a lot. Uh, I guess more just a project that I've been listening to a lot. Uh, and that is the Tron Legacy soundtrack by Daft Punk. Uh I so when I like am doing homework or just like you know need some background music, uh, I go for like movie scores because mm. I do really enjoy the instrumentals. Um, I think the orchestras uh, and the you know composition of these songs is often very impressive, uh, but like not songs that I would just come back to like hanging out with friends or you know yeah you know driving around or whatever so that's kind of when i find that i enjoy listening to that kind of stuff because yeah. it is a, a genre of music i have a lot of respect for but i think the tron legacy soundtrack is so good because <laughs> it incorporates all of those brilliant movie score aspects while also fusing in a lot of that daft punk electronic vibe and edge that adds to the film itself but yeah um to me i feel like kind of revolutionized a lot of film scores that we hear now and you kind of hear that in movies like Tenet where a lot of that you know electronic uh bass synthetic addition over the orchestra 
you know, composition as well. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Um, yeah. So been listening to that project a lot. Um, and those are, are kind of the three that I had that I wanted to shout out today. So cool. uh, a, a diverse hodgepodge of, of music yet again. Cool. Well, since I don't actually have set ones, I'm going to name the three songs off the top of my head. Do it. That I know I listened to at least once this week. (laughs) (laughs) The number one song would be Banana Pancakes by Jack Johnson. Classic. That's honestly one of my favorite songs just in general. Um, For me, I love playing it. Like I play it every single time it rains. It's a very like homey vibe. Um, Yeah. So yeah, it's, I just love that song. The second song I have will be good day by ice cube. (laughs) (laughs) Because if I don't have, if I don't think that it's going to be a good day, it's probably not. So I have to listen to it. I have to have ice hype me up. But then I like at the end when he's like, wait a minute, man, what am I talking about? Like, (laughs) put this out. (laughs) Um, And then classic. A song that hypes me up every single time, Johnny Be Good by Chuck Berry. Another classic. Definitely yeah. the oddball out, but yeah, interesting. Man, I will blast that, roll down my windows, sing my heart out, <laughs> jam as much as. Yeah, that's. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. Yes. Um, Some but solid songs go. all the way around. I think Thank we. You. We would put together such a unique soundtrack if we were to soundtrack our lives, I think. <laughs> Agreed. Um, well, without further ado, let's uh, let's jump into these couple albums from this week. I think we have some interesting discussions ahead of us um, with an artist that we've been loving to hate, being <laughs> Olivia Rodrigo, dropping her new album guts um, where we kind of dumped on pretty much every single that came out before it came out. Yeah. Um, and then the only other like big time, I think we've disagreed on an yeah. artist, which is Dan and Shay. So some interesting conversations coming up. Do you want to talk about guts first or Dan and Shay? Dude, let's do <clears throat> honestly, let's do Dan and Shay. Okay. Cause okay. I, I feel we'll like, save, I feel like we'll the bigger, yeah, I feel like that's the bigger discussion. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I go ahead. It was super mid. (laughs) (laughs) Like listening to this entire thing. I was like, okay, like, you know what? Like writer isn't going to like it, but like, I'll find a couple good songs and like, I'll be vibing. No. So (laughs) the Dan and Shay that I love are songs like, uh, speechless or I think they have a song called tequila. I'm pretty sure. Um, mm-hmm. there's a song 10,000 hours with Justin Bieber. Those are solid right. songs. And those are the feels that I love from them. Um, I didn't get a single song like that really. Like, I think there was one song I ended up downloading and that was like when they were still putting out, uh, singles for it. Uh, and yeah. that song would be always going to be, um, yeah other than that like it felt like they took the more country approach to a majority of this album and less of 
a pop feel as well um like they have before which yeah maybe the reason i feel like i didn't get those those hits from them um because there wasn't too much association with pop and when it when there was pop it felt very forced it felt very cheesy yeah. and i just did not vibe with it whatsoever and so i unfortunately will be probably agreeing with you with it's not very good <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean i don't think it i don't think it takes um a like too objective of a listen to know that it, like i mean i'm familiar with dan and shay from their big successes um being like their self-titled album from 2018 or their last project good things from 2021 um i I don't think it takes like a a hardcore objective viewpoint to see that this is like their worst album out of those three yeah um and that's coming from like somebody who doesn't really like those other two albums i still think they have a lot more to offer than this newest one Mm -hmm. um and when you kind of like read on Apple music, it has like the editor's note at the beginning of like, you know, someone who kind of has some background on it uh, or whatever, but they, it kind of, if you read through that, it makes it seem like a project that was really forced. Like Mm. they talk about coming off the road and touring so much and being like feeling kind of empty from the success that they had and like not really wanting to make music together anymore and not really like wanting to record an album but then like kind of getting together and having conversations and like ending up writing something and putting it out and anyways like I think the moral of that was to be like you know we we're in a better place now and like we do feel happy now but like it came across to me as like you kind of forced this album like you you know you got bigger fish to fry if you like don't really (laughs) want to make music together then you should be putting out an album right now like you got bigger problems than that you don't need to put this out right now (laughs) so um anyways i i do agree with you i think a lot of the pop feels forced i think they leaned more into the country country instrumentals which i don't really mind like i i'm fine with country um i do think there is a lot of that pop but it does feel kind of forced at times and again like if there's people that are bumping this i see the appeal like it's it's not distracting like you know if this is your study music or you know your background music so to speak like i i see that and i and i respect that for sure um for me like that's not what i come to when i want that kind of stuff i think james blake just dropped a much better version of that with Mm playing robots into heaven uh his last album but anyways uh the point being i think there are some high points in it i think it's vocally strong which i've come to expect from them like there's not yeah terrible moments vocally i think they hit the notes they need to hit most of the time Mm -hmm. um one thing that i do want to comment on is i think there's very honorable morals throughout this whole album like Mm -hmm. you listen to a lot of music and it's you know pop hip-hop country whatever generally is very like has a lot of bad morals in it you know what i mean and like right they all kind of take shots at each other but it's like it's all kind of just bad in different ways but i think this project does have very good morals about being a good person being a good dad being a good husband and all those kinds of things um which i i respect a lot um i also think that the instrumentation is pretty respectable uh like it's nothing special it's nothing like memorable 
Right. But it's nothing that I'm listening to. And it's like, this is absolute garbage, yeah. you know, and, and there's been quite a few projects this year that I have had to say that about. So um, those are some of the, the good kind of things about it. Um, but let's get into the fun stuff that I have to say about this album, about how bad it is. <laughs> um, this is something that I thought of before this album with them that actually is hilarious to me because of how true they made this thought that i had based yeah. on this album i think dan and shay is just a wedding band that made it big <laughs> like like <laughs> and it it sounds funny but like genuinely i even their big songs tequila speechless uh ten thousand hours they are songs that i would expect an independent band to play at, at a, a wedding. wedding and because it's good music it's not bad it's yeah. it's not like terrible but it's not going to detract from the focus like you're just there to have fun you don't really really care what's playing in the background you're just kind of there to dance and like you know eat dinner or whatever it may be but this album they put out so many songs on this album that i was like this someone's gonna play this at their wedding like whether that's you know save me the trouble even or uh for the both of us like if that's not like a wedding song i have no idea what it is um we should get married is another one anyways i thought that was hilarious because i was like thinking that when we were talking about it uh a long time ago and then all of these songs were just like more so versions of wedding songs than their last projects were so i thought that was hilarious yeah the worst part Um, is i can't disagree with that statement (laughs) (laughs) like as much as i do love them yeah (laughs) i gotta agree (laughs) that's crazy well i mean um you come you come to me for my analogies so you know there's (laughs) there's another another one one. for (laughs) (laughs) yeah um i do think that the album is like kind of like you said compared to some of their best works it's largely forgettable i don't think there's nearly as high of highs as Ten Thousand hours or tequila or anything like that um or even some of their older stuff um let's see what else i had to say oh uh this is for me this past year has kind of been defined by country music like yeah there's been so many country albums doing very very well from zach bryan to uh morgan wallen to luke combs to artists reaching number one on the hot 100 like jason aldean and uh oliver anthony and like it's just kind of been the year of country in terms of like how much country has been very successful. Um, So I don't know if they're just like a victim of the circumstance, but it's just a very forgettable project compared to some of this year's best country works. Right. Um, The other thing is like, they use a ton of rascal flats influence. And Mm. I even hear like a lot of train in them. Like I talked about last time uh and that's not a sound that like necessarily i would say is for me i respect it a lot because i I see the influence in a lot of artists and and that kind of thing but for me it just comes down to like if i was going to go to that sound i think those artists have done that better in the past and so i would go to rascal flats or to train for something like that or even to older dan and shay um so anyways i i just i didn't love a whole lot of the project um though i do think there's some some notable stuff to to praise them on right so that being said um 
what do you got for best song on the album? For the best one, I have Save Me the Trouble. Um, yeah. It's pretty solid. I, I will say that. Yeah. It, it sucks because you're right. A lot of them aren't memorable. Um, and many sound like the next one. Um, but yeah, I, I, I got to say it's that one. Fair enough. Uh, for me, I've got Breaking Up With A Broken Heart, the, mm. the opener. I think it uh, the instrumentation just hits a little bit harder. It comes back as a little bit more memorable for the rest of it. And that partly could be just because it's the first one I heard right. like when starting the album. So it's like maybe that resonates with me a little bit better. But I do think the instrumentation is a little bit more up-tempo. There's a little bit more bite to it that would at least you know give me something of, of that nature to come back to a little bit. So yeah. Um, and, and that'll actually segue in. I also think it's the most underrated track. Um, just looking through the streaming numbers on it are pretty low. Um, whereas the other tracks that I did like were all doing pretty well, like yeah. Save Me the Trouble and and those kinds of songs. So uh, what do you got for most underrated? Um, I So when I looked, it didn't have a star next to it. And that's how I usually kind of judge or base off underrated is they can't have a star by it at least. So I don't know if it has one, but yeah. underrated or sorry, not what the heck. Uh always gonna be. Um, it was the only song that I downloaded off the album. Um, and that was one of those singles that came out pretty early on. Um yeah, I I like that one a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a solid one. I think it uh you know, even if it is doing pretty well on the album, which I'm not exactly sure how well it's streaming, but uh, it's definitely like just underrated in terms of their discography. I think streaming wise, like it's, it's, it's got its good moments. Right. Um, And uh, worst song on the album to me, it was, I think, I think this was a single, I think this was the one I talked about, but Mm. I think we should get married. It's (laughs) such a bad song. It's so bad. It's so, it's it's so bad. It's, it's so corny. It's, uh it's just cheesy it's like like i get the sentiment like i think you know just at least in my experience like every time you're planning like anybody's planning a wedding it's like oh you know what if we just like you know elope and make it like you know just get it over with because like we really just want to be married and the details are you know chaotic anyways it's just a train ripoff to me it honestly sounds like a throwaway from an old train album and it's super corny super cheesy so yeah agreed that's that's the one i have i feel like that one wasn't hard to pick out um yeah (laughs) it was just so bad and it sucks because like i i expect them to do better because of songs i have heard from them so i have this expectation of them and they didn't meet it whatsoever it sucks yeah yeah it is a bummer um I guess to wrap up, what do you what do you rate this thing out of ten? Uh, I'd probably give it a five to a five point five. All right, That's, yeah, it's a little higher than me. Um, it's a it's a three and a half for me. You, and I'm not so. even mad at that. <laughs> That's valid. <laughs> <laughs> it's just unfortunate. Um, I feel defeated. Yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> <laughs> We've been like chalking this one up, like yep. oh, this will be an interesting debate, and. <laughs> It wasn't, I will say like, if you're going to have a debate on how good of an 
a group Dan and Shay is, this probably isn't the best album to do it on. No. Like, I think you could have much better discussions about their self-titled, which again, isn't my cup of tea, but I think like, it's obvious it's a much better album than this one. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's why I said we cool. should get that one out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, now that it's out of the way, let's, let's talk some Olivia Rodrigo. Everyone's uh, the mainstream, at least, uh, the masses, their current favorite. You got some I'm, notes on that thing. I'm ready. You're ready. I'm ready. Uh, yeah, if, Olivia if Rodrigo. Gonna, if you're gonna hate on someone, you got to come with the facts. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. You got to do that. You really do. Um, I feel like Olivia Rodrigo's kind of become America's darling, second only to Taylor Swift in the music industry right now. Like, Weirdly enough. Yeah, not to be like cringy, but just because the world is cringy and people are calling Taylor Swift mother. Um, yeah, that's weird. If we're to like, if we're to paint this like weird familial picture of who the, you know, royal family of music is, I feel like if Taylor Swift's the mother, then Harry Styles has to be the father in terms Obviously. of like who everyone's darling is. And then I, it's got to be like Olivia Rodrigo as like, you know, the next. Yeah. under that and not you know so yeah we're gonna we're gonna yeah. have to revisit this and figure out who the son is who's who's prince yeah interesting yeah but that's a good way I to put it. i guess she's kind of like the the princess of the of the music industry yeah. right now she's seems like she's next up for who is gonna be the you know big thing for the next however long if she keeps it up yeah which which once again doesn't make sense especially with this album <laughs> doesn't make sense <laughs> so i how are you feeling about it like we've we've kind of alluded you it sounds like you've got a lot to hate on this album about okay so uh, yes there is quite a bit that i don't like but i will give props when props are due sure i didn't hate it as much as i thought i was going to in different areas there i actually downloaded two songs because i thought they were that good um yeah but other than that, it felt a lot of them once again sounded the same. Um, there was like three different genres in there that she was trying out or maybe two. So I got a little bit of a little Uzi feel, except at least little Uzi was organized and did half and half. She just kind of just, bleh, you know, threw, uh, threw it in every once in a while. Yeah. Like, like, okay. Um, yeah. So it, it, yeah, it was, it was whatever. I, I didn't like it. There were, like I said, only two songs that I thought were genuinely good and brought me to when um when she started out i felt like starting out she was pretty solid um there's still a couple songs of hers from her first album that um if it were to come on and i'm in whatever kind of mood i'll let it play like you know so those two songs brought me back to her her starting out days yeah um i'll be honest like uh, let me first get this out of the way and say that this the album's not for me. Like it, I'm not the target audience of it. Yeah. First of all, second of all, just music taste wise, it's not anything that I'm gonna personally come back to ever. 
um, just because it's, it's not my speed. It's not for me. And that's fine. Like, I don't need things to be for me. Um, but this is one where I will kind of point out that like, I don't need something to be for me in order to think that it's a very well done body of work, a, a very good artwork or whatever. Um, and I do think that's generally the case on this one. Um, I think it's, it's a pretty solid project overall from her. Um, we've been dumping a lot on Taylor Swift over the last couple of weeks for her vocals and saying that she's not the best vocalist for someone who acts like an artist that relies on their vocals to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this was a pretty vocally admirable album. Like, I, I think she has some pretty impressive vocal moments on it, especially right. for someone fairly young. Um, I think it's generally well-written in terms of what she's trying to accomplish. I love that it's kind of unapologetically immature at times. Like she kind of knows she's making an immature point and kind of like makes that clear. Like, I know that I don't really care that I'm making an immature point. Like that's just me right now in my life. Um, And I think that like, you know, at least you're self-aware about things like, you know, at some point we have to outgrow our immaturities. Um, but like, I, I at least respect that she's like, you know, just kind of unapologetically being herself at this point. I think that's, you know, at least a respectable thing to do. And I think the tone generally matches the lyrics of the album. Like, uh, you know, there's some somber, softer points. Uh, there's some snarky, sarcastic points. And I think the music matches those lyrics very well. Yeah. Um, instrumentally it's pretty sound like i don't think there's too much that's outrageously bad as far as the instrumentals go and it's also pretty diverse like you were saying like she covers um you know she doesn't just stick to the piano ballads or the like you know cringy rock punk stuff that she's doing um which i think for some artists is kind of their downfall like with taylor's reputation which was an album that neither of us really loved. I think like she didn't really introduce that sound at all into her music and experiment with it. She just kind of went full fledged yeah. into the <clears throat> repetition sound. And then when it doesn't work out, it makes for kind of a bad album overall when you have a lot of other strengths that you don't really. Anyways, I, I think it's, it's pretty diverse in allowing her to extend herself into new regions, but without um, like overdoing it on one thing, if that makes sense yeah um i'm gonna go so i how i wrote this list what i showed you earlier is um i wrote down all the tracks and whatever and then wrote like a small little note for each of them i'm gonna read through real quick this is yeah let's hear your thoughts on the track notes so and it once again from one to twelve i for some reason i said track one instead of the actual name and so i don't know what any of them are actually called and i'm not going to keep going back and forth so just know <laughs> from top to bottom yeah these, these are the notes so i i have the track list right here too so i can i can point you in the right direction <laughs> perfect so at track right. one um we got the note i have is an edgy taylor swift and stop screaming um <laughs> <laughs> second track i uh, Oh, there was a there there was this weird sounding like synthesizer, and I actually said like it, it was pretty cool. I liked it on the first track or the second on the track? second track. Okay, so but, that's yeah. a bad idea, right? 
Oh, um, which eh. we both dumped on. Yeah, I still dump on it. It sucks, but yeah, cool little but synthesizer. the synthesizer. <laughs> um, track three. It's a decent song. The chorus sucks. Vocals are pretty good. Um, for track four. Now there is um, I I do a lot of my own uh mixing and engineering when it comes to vocals. Yeah. Um. And so there are certain things when listening to music that I hear and I'm like, okay, well, why didn't you use this to help it? Or wow, this one filter sounds really good. Um, Yeah. In track four, if you really listen, all of her S's slur and it's not a good sound. And so there were, there's multiple different filters she could have used that would have cleaned it up and, honestly probably would have made it a lot better of a song yeah but it was it was gross so there's that and then uh we talked about this with um billy eilish's song for the barbie soundtrack um i'm just it was another airy vocal song uh wasn't for it for track five um i said man i'd love to know what she was saying and then there's a line <laughs> that I just thought was funny. And the line was, every guy I like is gay. I don't know why, but I just thought that was funny. <laughs> so I wrote it down. Yeah. That, I feel like that kind of ties into the uh, the unapologetic immaturity that I yeah. was talking about. Like, yeah, as an adult, that's not something that you, like, just go around saying. Like, that's, that's not okay. And that's not, like, a good insult. Or, like, you know, anyways, like, whether she's being insulting or not, it's just not, like, a statement that you yeah, go you around making. That. But, like. The fact that she's kind of unapologetically being immature, I'm like, okay, right. like I, I respect your self aware about like the yeah. immaturity of it, and like <laughs> I, it adds to the listening experience. So, yeah, I just thought that line was pretty yeah. funny. Um, track six, she's literally Taylor 2.0 through half of this. Um, and that's that's making the bed, is that track? Yeah, track six. Um, so track seven is that one, uh, that one's logical. Yeah. Um, I only know that because the first thing I wrote is two plus two equals five. And I was going to bag on this song once I heard that line. And then I continue <laughs> to listen. And that's actually one of the songs I really like. It, yeah. It's actually a pretty well-written song. Um, a concept I haven't heard of. And I think she done it very, did it very well. Um Yeah. And then I continue by saying probably the best song so far. Not a fan of the ending, though. I thought the ending was a little weird and felt like it distracted too much from <clears throat> the entirety of the song. It just it didn't feel like it fit, at least for me. Um, track number eight, I said, no, lyrically terrible. Chorus sounds like it's sung from the kids from Kid Kids Bob. So, yeah, and that's that. that's getting back, which is the aside from the singles is the top streaming song right now yeah probably because kids bop is representing it um (laughs) track number nine yeah uh love is embarrassing i don't know how she said it but she goes stupid and that's stupid it was trash (laughs) (laughs) um (laughs) these next three very small notes uh track number 10 good song Track 11, mediocre. Track 12, sounds like four other songs. Yeah. Um, 
I, I mean, I feel like I can't bash you too much on any of those notes. I feel like a lot of them are pretty fair. And even if it's just comes down to like, it's not a sound for you. I mean, that's just right. music, right? Um, You know, yeah. something may not be for all of us. And I mean, you said you downloaded two tracks. Um, yeah. Like I didn't download any just because, like I said, it's not something for me that I would come back to. But I have a lot of respect for a lot of the album just as a body of work, as, yeah. as you know, objective music. Um, I genuinely think it's much, much better than her first album, uh, mm. Sour. Like I didn't get, I didn't understand the Grammy attention. I think a lot of it wasn't very well put together. Mm. Um, there was a lot of hit or miss on it, but I think this album was a much better body of work, um, in general. Uh, but now I, I do have like some criticisms that I also wanted to point out yep. with the project. Um, and this is pretty abundantly clear and we've talked about this before, but when you listen through this album, uh, Taylor Swift, Paramore, Billie Eilish, Halsey, uh, Phoebe Bridgers, so many other female artists have put out almost these exact same songs, but much better in their careers. Yeah. Like I genuinely between all five of those artists that I just listened, I think they've all put out almost this exact same album three times each. Yeah. Like, um, it, and I think Olivia has some moments that are better. Like I said, I think vocally she stands out more on this album than Taylor has on some of her recent projects. Um, and whether that's just, you know, decision-making, like whether Olivia allows herself to explore more vocal range and Taylor doesn't, you know, that's neither here nor there. I do think it's more vocally impressive, but I think Taylor has better songwriting in her catalog than Olivia has at any point here. I think Paramore has done far more for the pop punk scene as far, far as female vocals go than Olivia does on this album. I think Billie Eilish hits those airy vocal ranges, um, that synthetic uh, kind of light pop much better. Uh, I think Halsey's done more on rock instrumentals and has mm -hmm. a better feel of, of diverse sounds. Um, anyways, I just, I think all of those artists have put out better versions of what olivia does here so that doesn't make it a bad album by comparison it right. just for me if you're going to do what somebody else has done before like if you're not going to innovate and do something fresh you need to meet or exceed that to be better than them. like I i'm not just generally i'm not going to say like oh you know it's good so it doesn't matter that like you're kind of taking heavy heavy influence like right it's it's one of the reasons that a lot of logic's discography is not going to be as highly rated for me as like a kendrick lamar or someone like that yeah. though i think logic's a very good rapper he wears his influences on his sleeve it's it's yeah. very clear that he's you know using other artists flows and what's popular at the time and that's fine it just doesn't make it better than what the person who pioneered it is doing if right. that makes sense yeah um so that's kind of the biggest thing that i have to knock the album on um is that i just think she wears her influences on her sleeve very very heavily um and unapologetically and that's fine you know it's mm. it's good and it's a good album like i'm not gonna you know tell anybody who's enjoying it like oh you you know you're an idiot what are you doing but right um you know maybe if they're playing getting back i might say that but <laughs> um, <laughs> uh just kidding um but like it's it, to me that's just why i rate this album what i rate it um, because I do have a lot of praise, but I have a pretty low rating for it. Yeah. Um, I also have to note that the album is very cringy and it's very intentionally. So I think at a lot of points, because 
if this album is for you, I think you relate to that. You relate to the cringy nature of it. I think you relate mm -hmm. to, you know, obscure lines like all my friends are gay or whatever <laughs> she says, or, you know, like the whole back and forth of getting back and like kind of the bipolar thought process, not bipolar. That's a bad way to phrase it, but you get the idea like the, right. the two sides the, of like wanting to get pong. a guy back. Yeah. The ping pong or whatever you want to call it. Like she gets the, or if you relate to that, the cringiness is like, you know, funny to you or it, it like adds right. to the listening experience. If you don't relate to it, it's just cringy. Like that's yeah. all it is. Like it's just uncomfortable. So like for me, a lot of the cringy nature of the album, like it doesn't add anything to it. It, it you know, makes it a less enjoyable listening experience to me. And that's objective, right? That's just me based on where I'm at in life. Um. But anyways, overall, it's a, a pretty solid album. Like, honestly, I was pretty impressed. Again, it's not for me. Would never come back to it. But just objectively, it's not that bad of an album. So, yeah, this is what this is the last thing I said about the album that I like wrote down. I said the album felt all over the place. It didn't seem like she um, had one direction um, or that she didn't. She also didn't. Mm -hmm it felt like she didn't know which direction she wanted to take. And so she took all of her ideas and tried to mesh them together. Um, yeah. And that's where I feel like a lot of the songs either sounded the same or just randomly placed. Um, Cause that's how I kind of feel with a majority of the pop punk songs. I feel like they were just sporadically placed. Um, yeah. And then uh, I think she should should have focused more on one or the other genre. Um, like, cause if you wanted to do pop punk, like who's to say like, you're like, you'd only be bad at it. Like it's, I agree with you. It's, it's not for me. That's not my kind of it. like, I, I can listen to other people to when it comes to pop punk and I will enjoy that a lot more, but yeah. Um, she kind of what you were saying she just kind of jumped into it like full head of steam while you look at what taylor did and she at least like experimented first uh tried things out and then came out with her album even if i don't like it like i think that is still the better direction to go um and so basically i feel like she tried to be good at two things at once when instead she should try to be great at one thing and experiment um on the side or throw in like a little bit experiment with whatever project so yeah yeah and uh i think that's fair enough uh just in playing devil's advocate or you know on the on the basis of agreeing to disagree like for me i don't necessarily mind the um diversification within a single project just for me like that's not something that yeah typically like you know i would find fault with an album because i think there's moments in discographies where it's gone really well i do think there's moments where it doesn't go very well at all right um you know like lil uzi vert's album we talked about was kind of all over the place and at mm -hmm. least it was half and half but like felt very scatterbrained um but like i think someone like kanye has done that you know very well in his discography where yeah. he's like going to unapologetically blend a lot of different types of music uh and it ends up working out for him so i don't I don't necessarily mind the swing but when you swing and miss which she does sometimes on this project yeah. it does stand out as a much bigger miss than if you just didn't make quite as good of a song 
with yeah. following the same theme. See, and I'm I'm not even knocking the fact that like there was that much diversity or anything like that. I'm just and this might just be because I'm OCD, but <laughs> like track one is um it starts out very popish but then turns very pop punk if I remember correctly. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. that's fine. Do that like I think those kinds of songs could be really cool and you're right. It could be hit or miss, but you don't know until you try. So like sure. doing all of that is a hundred percent fine. It's, it's okay. I'm going to make track one half and half. Um, and this is where I'm going to start pop punk. Okay. I'm going to do pop and singing for the next four to five songs. Oh, let me throw in another pop punk right here. Mm it's it's that kind of thing yeah and th- like i said that might just it's be that it doesn't OCD. flow well right and mesh well yeah. and yeah. that's, that's why i brought enough. up little uzi be- being half and half because at least i could respect it like f- doing that flow like okay like yeah we're doing this we're doing this oh switch up okay now we're doing it this way so yeah um which like it's not even like to knock the album or, or any more than i already have it pretty low but that's that's more just personal preference like i just like when things are a little bit more organized and flows a lot more smoothly yeah yeah fair enough um you said you downloaded a couple songs off of this one yeah um what do you feel like is the best or you know you can shout out both of those if you want what do you feel like the the peak of the album is yeah so um i'll save the other one because i have the other one as my underrated song Um, but i think the best song is the grudge Mm. um i think message was cool um i i think it was very well written the vocals were solid instrumental was really good um i i genuinely didn't really find anything wrong with it um yeah and so that was one of the ones that i was like wow this is actually this is actually solid Sweet. Um, very respectable pick, 100%. Um, for me, uh, Vampire was a track that I initially bashed a lot. Um, yeah. But I think in terms of the vocals on the album, it's it's probably the most impressive vocal moment on the album to me. Um, so I did want to like just shout that one out because I did uh, I, like grade it pretty harshly. And, and there's yeah. some aspects of that that I still agree with, but I do see the vocal um inflection being very good on that one um but for me my favorite track on this project was the kind of back and forth opener of all american chick mm. or however you want to say it you know I don't, <laughs> I don't really i'm not a big fan of saying that word anyways yeah. um <laughs> i think it's a, a very good song i like the uh kind of like it lulls you into it like with this slow melodic mm. opener and then hits really hard with a lot of rock influence a lot of pop punk influence it does feel a lot like a paramore track or like a halsey track but um in a good way like i think it's it's a very well done opener um kind of sets the tone for the rest of the album yeah uh but i enjoyed it a lot so yeah yeah. i i also do agree with you on vampire i'm also i basically agreed with you when we were rating that song and I still stand by with most of what I said. I think the chorus is one of the worst I've probably ever heard. Um, but vocally, th- yeah, I I give her her flowers with that. Yeah. So cool. Um, but, let's yeah. uh, let's hear this most underrated track now. What do you got there? That one is where logical fe- uh, fell. 
Um, well, I guess nice. not fell, but I placed. Um, yeah. Yeah, kind of just basically what I was saying earlier. Like, I haven't heard a concept like this um, from anyone, or maybe I haven't. I wasn't actually paying attention to what they were saying, but I'm at a different point now to where I am paying attention. And so to me, it's super cool. It's something I haven't heard. And I think she did it very, very well. Um, and like I said, I was going to start disrespecting the song because she was like two plus two is five. And I was like, okay, now you're just being stupid on purpose. And I don't <laughs> like that. Yeah. <laughs> but it, if you follow along with the song and actually pay attention, then it makes a lot more sense. Um, sure. Basically just saying that love isn't logical. So yeah, super cool. For sure. Um, for me, I found the closer teenage dream to be my mm. most underrated track um, by Katy Perry. I, <laughs> dude, honestly, when I saw that on the track list, I was, it seems like the kind of song that she would do this with. And it seems like the time in music when this would happen, where she would do like a cover of the Katy Perry song. And I was yeah, like, I wouldn't mind that, honestly. Really? Okay. So, I mean, I'd be curious to hear how it sounds, but I was really worried that she was going to do it and do it very poorly because Teenage Dream by Katy Perry, I think like, I mean, is like when I was a kid, that was like everywhere. It was all over, yeah. you know, it was on every radio station, you know, people were playing it whenever you'd go, you know, it was just all over. It felt like, yeah, that's my, that's my number one favorite guilty pleasure song. That's see. And, and, and that's, that's understandable. Jam. Yeah. And so yeah. I feel like, like that brings back a lot of like, youthful childhood memories for me and like a very nostalgic song and so i was like really worried that she was going to try to like <laughs> rip it off and do that for a new generation or whatever and that it wasn't going to be nearly as good but then listening to it and it's like she kind of paints this picture of you know how uh people have been giving her these backhanded compliments as she's risen to fame of like and and just in relationships like Right. You know, she opens by saying, when am I going to stop being wise beyond my years and just start being wise? Like, you know, people are giving her these comments and uh, or compliments or they think they're compliments, but they come across kind of backhanded. And it paints this really interesting picture, I feel like, of having so much fame and success and spotlight at such a young age um, and how that's kind of affected her and her being very self-conscious about a lot of these things. Or maybe, you know, getting into relationships where she may have been like in some uncomfortable situations or, or you know, thinking that she was in a good place with someone she could trust, but like, you know, it ending up not being something very healthy at all or whatever. Um, it's a very uh, heartbreaking and very well written, vulnerable, honest track that I thought was very impressive. And I think the sentiment of all that matches and it, it, closes out the album in a way that I really respect um, kind of leaving it on a very somber tone um, with a little bit of hope for the future, kind of like, you know, hoping that she can kind of get to that better place in the future or whatever. Yeah. Um, but anyways, I, I don't think it's, it's nearly doing the the numbers that a lot of these other songs that I don't think are nearly as good as that one are doing. So I wanted to shout that one out because I do think it's uh it's a heartbreaking but very well written honest track. So yeah, it's, super cool. Uh, it's pretty cool. Valid. Uh, but let's get into the fun part of this. What is the Dude. worst song on the album? There's two. I couldn't okay. choose between. Um, get him back is still there. 
Um, yeah, I got that one too. Yeah, it's right still, it still sucks. It's really bad. Um, but I absolutely hated uh, Ballad of a Homeschooled Girl. I, I Really? Yeah, I actually hated that one a lot. Interesting. And I don't even remember res- why. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I just remember hating it so much. Yeah. Which Which track that's, is that? That's, that's the fifth one. Oh, yeah. Man, I'd love to know what she was saying. Every guy I like is gay. That song. Yeah, yeah. Um, I will, res- like, it's kind of like a, for me, the incentive of that one that I see is it's kind of like a, I don't want to say a ballad, but it's like a tribute to, like, social awkwardness, which I feel like is a sentiment that hasn't been expressed a whole lot musically. Yeah. Like, and in that, breath i respect that like oh it's kind of a cool thing to do you know like mm-hmm. making a song just about being uncomfortable and like kind of that's the where the title comes from ballad of a homeschool girl just like yeah the social awkwardness but like i i like uh, you know i agree with you I, I don't think it's the strongest on the album for sure so. yeah the moment i saw that like what it was titled i was like i i didn't know she was homeschooled and then the very second thought i thought was what a loser and I can say that because I was homeschooled a little bit. So I can say that. It's okay. So you relate. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> tell me how well, I got tell me how I got bullied when I was homeschooled. <laughs> how does that happen? <laughs> oh, bro, that's not good. Bro, on top of that, I didn't know my fractions until senior year of high school because my dad was my math teacher and that was when i was homeschooled so that's uh that's challenging yeah (laughs) (laughs) well um i guess i'll finish off with my least favorite track here before we rate this thing um and before we get too much into the uh the therapy of your (laughs) of your homeschool era um a song that I, I feel like I respect in terms of like her, how important it feels to her lyrically. Um, and I'm not going to like speculate as to any meaning behind the song, but um, it's obviously like a very obsessive song and like recognizing how obsessive it is and um, kind of how that has impacted her. Like it, anyways, saying all that to say this song, feels like a very big part of her uh, a very important song to her uh in terms of how it's written and that's lacy um i it, it just felt very i think it's just the way it was sung the way it was uh the way it was uh completed like it just the way she did it felt very cringy and very like yeah uncomfortable to me um it also felt like one of those moments like and i understand why the title's the what the title is but we talked about taylor swift like naming these songs after random people yeah. or just like using random names in a song and it felt like that to me but like just it came across as like a worst version of that which is mm. saying something <laughs> um anyways that one was just it wasn't it for me it was a little uncomfortable like i said i feel like a lot of people are going to defend that one because it seems like a very big song in terms of its value to Olivia Rodrigo yeah. and how it's written, but uh, that doesn't mean that I have to like it or that it has to be for me. So, 
Um, I'll close off there and uh, give this album what I feel like is a fairly generous five and a half out of ten. Wow. Yeah. That's not what I expected. Yeah. There you have it. Confirmed. Ryder likes Olivia Rodrigo. (laughs) (laughs) As I've said like 60 times that I'll never be coming back to this album for anything. (laughs) Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, no, it's um, not that bad. It's not that bad. I gave it a four. Um, and it's understandable. It's an know, understandable like, four. I didn't feel like it was... Because uh, I've heard some pretty bad albums this year. Like, I could at least sure. stand this one. There were a couple albums I, I don't think I finished because it was that bad. Yeah. I at least... I was at least able to get through it and found songs that were enjoyable. Yeah. Um, but my OCD was kicking in too much and it wasn't very organized. So, yeah, yeah, it's certainly but not for everybody. I, um, I, I, I do want her to su- succeed, honestly. Like, yeah. And I think she can. I, and I mean, she's already successful. I don't know why I'm talking like she's on this downfall. No, she's still at the very beginning of her career. Um, yeah. She's like, I don't know how old she is, 20 to 22, something like that. Yeah, early 20s. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, she has a lot of talent. Um, I'd love to see her hone into some of these genres, some of her skills, and really like give something outstanding. Like, yeah, I find her own lane and and put out something memorable. Because I I truly think she can. Like, just I didn't feel like this was great. Yeah, I will say that I think this album highlighted her potential to me in a way that I hadn't seen before. Yeah. Um, like I said, I don't think Sour is a very good album at all. Her last yeah. project, I'm I'm not a big fan of it. Uh, even listening back through a couple songs after the fact to just see if my music taste has changed, mm-hmm. I don't think it's a very good album at all. Uh, yeah. This album, again, not for me, but I think it's a much better album. I, yeah. I think it has highlights a lot more of what she's capable of to me, and. Um, I think like to kind of maybe uh, tie your thought just barely into like my own thought. I think what I'm hoping for is that she'll come up with something original and stand out that will be up my Avenue. You know what I mean? Like, like I would love to have a project or, you know, a single or something that she does really well. That's a song that I would come back to. Cause like, I I still haven't found that for me personally yet, even though I think this is a pretty good album, but yeah. Cool. That that uh that does Follow it for this week. Olivia. Yeah, Olivia Rodrigo is a standing invitation to join the podcast whenever yes. she wants. Yes. Um. We will be DMing you. Um. <laughs> that came across a little creepy for some. Yeah, reason. it did. <laughs> Dang it. We'll we'll message you to extend a formal invitation. There we go to Thank debate you. us on the podcast. There yes. we go. Yes, or just give us insight. <laughs> that works too. But yeah, yeah. Anyways, um, yeah, we'll be back next week with a couple more music reviews, and then uh, whenever the rest of these albums decide to drop, we've got some yeah. exciting things coming out in the future. We're going to see the creator when that comes out. Um, yeah talk some artificial intelligence it's going to be exciting scary (laughs) well it's time to go bye